This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Former Governor General Adrian Clarkson left Rideau Hall in 2005, but it turns out she's still billing Canadian taxpayers more than $100,000 a year in office and expenses, travel, whatever, and that it has added up to $1.1 million since leaving her post. The expenses are paid through an unusual program which was created in 1979 that allows governors general, former governors general, to bill for the rest of their lives. It's a program that is used by other former GGs. However, only Clarkson is regularly billing more than 100000 Annually. Now, this is from the National Post, which broke the story. Kudos to them. Uh, and uh, here's a nice wrinkle. Her executive assistant justified the expenses, uh, saying she gets dozens of speaking requests each month. But her agent's website lists the fee for those engagements in the $20,000 plus range. Now, uh, clearly, this is something that is going to annoy people. So uh, just uh, minutes ago, Prime Minister Trudeau has said he will reconsider the perks. So let me give you the numbers, and then we're going to go to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Aaron Woodrick, the Federal Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Uh, what did you think when you saw this? Were you surprised? Yeah, I almost fell out of my chair on this one. I <laughs> mean, I know we're we're usually heavy critics of waste, but to have a program, I mean, I think most people are, you might have a job or you have an expense account, but to get to keep your expense account after you leave the job forever with no limit and without having to explain what it's for, that sounds like a a pretty good deal. And I think a lot of Canadians would be shocked to know that's the deal that our, our former governors general get. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, it's hard to tell what these expenses went for, because if she's saying that she had to spend money on her speaking engagements, well, she gets money for that. Well, exactly. And, you know, there are no official duties for a, a former governor general. They're, you know, they're free to do what they like. And let's also be clear, Libby, they've received quite a, a few other things in addition to this. They receive an annuity worth $140,000 a year, which is not too bad for, for five years' work. Um, they also receive several million dollars from taxpayers at the, at the time they leave office if they want to set up a charity or a foundation. So they're quite well taken care of to begin with. So the idea that they need to be billing taxpayers for, you know, $100,000 a year on top of all of that uh, strikes me as a little bit rich. Uh-huh. Uh, is, is this enough that Trudeau said he'll reconsider well, it's better sports. than him sweeping it under the rug, but I'm not, I'm not so sure what there is to reconsider. I think most people intuitively understand, you know, when, you're, when you are in office, of course, the taxpayers are going to put the bill for things. Uh, but once you're gone, um, the idea that you should just be able to bill taxpayers whatever you feel like, I think is just beyond the pale. Now, do you think that this is a case where perhaps other governors general 
have used this responsibly and only to cover expenses where they really were out representing the country. The theory behind it is that they never actually retire. Uh, and this is just an Adrian Clarkson thing. I mean, she's notorious for her expenses, even when she was in office. Yeah, well, that's what makes this especially worse. I think a lot of people were sort of relieved when she left office. They thought, well, at least we won't be spending that much money anymore. Well, surprise, that turns out not to be the case. Look, I think it's probably true that other governors general have been using the system. Remember, they're only reported in the public council to be if the total is over 100000 So ah. if someone bills nine nine ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine, it doesn't show up. Um, but, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, Ms. Clarkson has been doing it nine of the last 12 years managed to breach that threshold suggests he's not being particularly careful about uh, watching taxpayer dime. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just want to remind our listeners, do you remember, I don't remember the year it was in, but she took that big trip to the yeah. Arctic yeah. Uh, with 59 of her closest friends. That'd be and nice. Millions take, over budget. Millions of dollars over budget for that trip. $5.3 million for that trip. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Well, you know, look, it was it was bad enough back then, but I think especially in this day and age now, you know, a lot of people, um, they're fed up with with people living high on the hog on taxpayer on taxpayer dime. And, and a lot of people, frankly, are frustrated with the taxation. They, they will pay their taxes, Libby, if they feel they're getting good value for the taxes they pay. They get really angry when they see their money being wasted. And, and this looks like one of those cases. Uh, so do you think it's a case where something should be left uh, to allow for, quote, legitimate expenses of governors general or, or should the whole thing be scrapped? Well, look, on the one hand, the fact that, as I said, they already received millions for a foundation, six figures for an annuity, they are quite well taken care of. It's arguable they don't deserve anything beyond that. But even if they do, it's got to be much more modest than this. And it has to be transparent. We can't just be writing checks with the public not having any idea what they're actually paying for. Uh, You said an annuity. Is Is that a pension? Is it different from a pension? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not clear what the difference is, uh, you know, in terms of legality here. I've just seen it described specifically as an annuity rather than a pension, so I'm I'm sticking to that. Okay, I I want to give the numbers out again. I suspect that our listeners might have something to say about this. The number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six. 740-4740. I'm talking to Aaron Woodrick, Federal Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation, and we were talking about the revelation that former Governor General Adrian Clarkson has been billing Canadian taxpayers more than a hundred grand a year for office and travel and whatnot. She's done it more than nine times in a row. Uh, it's added up to 1.1 million, and as Eric pointed out, doesn't even show up if it's less than 100k. So it's probably more than that, right, Aaron? Yeah, and remember, there's other retired governors general. Um, the only other one, Romeo Blanc, had claimed over 100,000 in two years. But other than that, only only Miss Clarkson has has breached that threshold nine nine times. She has. Uh huh. And so, uh, are, do you think there are there more little? Uh, I would call it a boondoggle like this, kind of buried in the government uh, books. Oh, look, one of the chief complaints, and it's not just groups like ours, a lot of journalists will complain about this too, Libby, is the access to information laws. Part of the problem here, this this really underscores it, is we are not able to find out. Uh, 
the access to information laws don't cover the governor general. They don't cover parliament. They don't cover the prime minister's office. So we really have no way of knowing what this money is for. So at the very least, I think we need increased transparency about these things because it's the only way for, for all Canadians to hold politicians to account is to be able to see exactly what their money is being spent on. And do, do you have, is there anything you can think of that you would consider a legitimate expense? Well, uh, look, as I say, if we, if we first of all acknowledge that it has to be transparent and that the, that 100000 is too much, yeah, we can talk about that, but we're not even there yet. And, and I think, as I say, <laughs> given the amount, the millions, the six figures a year they get, a lot of people sort of say you're already, I mean, first of all, you're out of the office. Secondly, you're being quite well taken care of. This would be, you know, the cherry on top of the cherry uh, at this point. Because I'm just uh, uh, looking at a story uh, that just came out less than a day ago. So the ex-Governor General, David Johnston, has been nominated as Canada's first debates commissioner. So this is a normal thing where someone with a high profile like that would be nominated to some kind of government post. But, I mean, presumably they would expense that particular group and not put this through this way. Well, yeah, like I don't know what the arrangement there, whether Mr. Johnson is being compensated or whether it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a we pay your expenses. I don't think in cases like that, people would have a problem with the expense. The problem with the governor general situation is there is no officially defined role. Um, you know, we don't know exactly what it is she's doing. And she, she's not obligated to do anything, frankly. So she can choose to do nothing. She can choose to do a lot. But so long as we don't know what or the expenses are to, being spent on. choose to take speeches if she gets paid 20 grand. Well, that's the other thing, as you pointed out. When, when you're listed as a, as a speaker with these bureaus, you can make five figures for a speech. So if you're, you're actually profiting off of these speeches and making good money, surely you should be able to bear the administrative costs of setting those up. Yeah, I, sh- I should make the point that just because you're listed and that's your fee doesn't mean that that's the fee you get. Um, no, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But, I mean, as a former governor general, you know, I'd suggest you, you, you do have a fairly high profile. You would be considered a, a prestigious speaker to have. Um, you are going to be able to command more than, uh, than, you know, the average person on the street when it comes to speaking fees. Okay, let's, uh, average person on the street, I don't think command speaking fees, but let's take a call from Rick in Milton. Hi, Rick. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Very good. I just, as a Canadian citizen, I just can't believe what I'm hearing uh, every day. We hear more and more of these things where the taxpayers are being, well, taken for fools. Like, why are we paying this? Uh, it, uh, beats me. <laughs> well, it certainly beats me. We got people homeless on the streets. We got people waiting in hospitals and lineups and emergency. And we're allowing these politicians to squander our money as the taxpayers. And we're footing the bill. We should know exactly what what's going on. We should know exactly what they're doing and why we're paying for it. To me, this is a huge waste. It's criminal. I, I just can't believe what I'm hearing. Well, it's, 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 it's not criminal, but it's, it's uh, yeah, I think, I think, I don't think you find any argument to what you said. Well, that, the gentleman you've got waste. on there who's in, in, who advocates uh, all this, the spending, that how come he wouldn't have known this? How come this is just news today when this was implemented back in 1979? Because uh, nobody else went through that particular uh, that per- that particular part of the books uh, carefully, Rick. We hear you. Thanks for your call. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. 
so um, where does this leave us with? Do you think that this, uh, it, to some extent, uh, delegitimizes the office? There have been problems with Julie Payette, totally different kind of problems. She doesn't want to do all those engagements. Aaron, do you have a view on that? Well, look, I think that uh, I think it's an opportunity for the Trudeau government, to be honest. I mean, they they have had some issues uh, because of uh, negative publicity around the current governor general. Um, this isn't going to help them with that. Remember, they're also running a very large deficit. So they're looking for ways to save money. Um, I think public backlash on this is going to be very high. I mean, to give you an idea, we set up a petition on this yesterday, Libby, um, and in less than 24 hours, we've already got thousands and thousands of signatures on it. So it's clearly something that is striking a chord with people. So I hope the government takes an opportunity to, to seriously look at this and then see how they can save taxpayers some money. And, and what would satisfy you on this? Well, like the bare minimum is transparency and a lower limit, and I think that ideally they would get rid of uh, they would get rid of um, any expenses beyond the annuity and the foundation startup uh, altogether. Okay, that sounds like a reasonable plan. Aaron Woodrick, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a lot for having me. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio, heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.